Just did breaking news. No more bullshit. No more bullshit. No bullshit. Hello, Philippines. Hey, is William Shatner back from space? Of course he is. Yeah. Did he make it? Un uh, yeah. I almost said unfortunately. Yeah. I'm glad he didn't blow up. Fine. No. Good for him. Yeah. No, it's a nice privilege. Oh, we're going to do the fucking white privilege. He earned it, no, dude. No, I just said privilege for being... Yeah, the here. greatest two-year show in the history of TV. Really? Yeah, it was two years. The greatest? The dude fucked green chicks. <laughs> That's true. Come on, man. First interracial kiss on television. Oh, right? is that right? I believe so, yeah, with Michelle Nichols. This isn't even rehearsed. Why are we talking about this? Yeah, I don't know why you brought it up. Speaking of green chicks, hi, Karen. <laughs> Green? What does that mean, Charlie? That means I'm green with envy. That office is just looking sweet. Birds of paradise in the background. You've really upped it. <laughs> You've really upped that. I'm trying to improve cell block D over here, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought green because of money. All right, like here, we, we we stalling out as this thing populates. Look, uh, you're welcome to No Bullshit News Out. Big, big pack show. I worked really hard this week. We all worked really hard. Uh, we are coming to you from the ADR Studios on Ethical Smart. You need to get your business done on time, uh, uh, right on budget. The Colberry Ellen Tuckett, ADR 2483188. What the fuck? I need these glasses. <laughs> Sorry, Barry. That was so cool. It was like the ADR Studios. I just came up with that. I could have bailed you out if I only remember the phone number 2483189424. Right? Discreet. Gets it done. Barry Ellen Tuck. Um, this is interesting. Did you know? Did you know, Karen, that Harry Houdini's last show was in Detroit, Michigan? Yes, I knew that. 95 years ago? Yep. You, you know, he... His appendix burst. He almost died. They took him out of the water tank. He made it. He took a bow. The curtain dropped. He collapsed. They took him to Sinai Grace, which is now Detroit receiving, right. where he died six days later on Halloween. Yeah. Did you know, Karen, that the theater where Harry Houdini performed his last show is directly across the street from American Coney Island? That I did not know. Isn't that trip? That is. Yes, Think about it. So, you know, this is cool. This is cool. They're having a special day on uh, October 24th from 11 to 5 p.m. It's called the Houdini Weenie. It's the Now You See It. Right there. Now you see it. It's the special Houdini Weenie, which is a dog. And then the ground beef with the Greek spices, French fries, onion, mustard and the chili you can't see it see now you see it and right over there there goes mark stuff in his face now you don't this fucking guy so so look come on downtown next sunday october 24th there'll be music yes a houdini illusion illusionist 
you know, beer, all that stuff, and we're going to celebrate it because we got a lot of history. The Houdini Weenie. That's a one-time-only dog you're getting there. It's a special one-time-only Houdini Weenie. And celebrate some Detroit cool. history. Yeah, that's real fucking cool. I mean, I'm surprised Detroit doesn't get, I don't want to say credit, I should say blamed for killing Houdini since he did uh, actually die here. Well, he know? did, but it's some puke in Canada. It was the Canadians that did. Some asshole in Montreal. Houdini did a show there a couple Montreal. days earlier. And he goes, hey, you know, because Houdini could take the, the gut the punch, shot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the dude walked up and just hit him. Really? Yeah, so it's a sucker punch. Fucking Canadians, part. they always suck a punch. <laughs> I love your Windsor. You're not Canada, Windsor. You're Windsor. <laughs> yeah, South Poor Detroit. Windsor, they don't know what they are. <laughs> I'll tell you what, they're my friends, the Hello Windsor Fire Department. Love you guys and gals. All right. They're the most educated country in the world. Did you know that? Really? Yes. Like, for, do tell. That's all I have. <laughs> That's the only part of the story I read. Yeah, they speak French. <laughs> Did someone tweet that to you? They got the queen on their money. <laughs> um, wait, so bricklayers. Uh... Yeah. All right. Wait, when I, uh, bricklayers. You can still go to bricklayers.org. Hey, go to bricklayers.org. If you're looking for a good career, go over there. There you go, guys. I, I believe in what you're doing. You ain't got to pay me for that. All right. So we got this. I'm going to give you the show rundown, and then we're going to hit you with, like, dynamite. You're going to love what we're doing. But before I introduce the opener of the show, did you notice all the media now is talking about slipping Jimmy James Craig, the former Detroit chief of police, running for the nomination for the Republican candidate of the governor of Michigan? Mm -hmm. Remember three weeks ago, we had his former communications director on? Yes, I do. Talk about his uniform. He not really... Got certified to wear the uniform or carry the gun, and he was doing it anyway. Yep, remember yeah. it well. They all bit, all the media bit, and pretending that we didn't do it. And I know they're all listening, because there's going to be more. I keep telling you guys we're going to do, but you don't know how to do it, so what, So mention the name. Because it doesn't even involve you. Because part two, after we talk about Slipping Jimmy and his foibles. Oh, Gretchen. Stretching the truth, Gretchen. That's why they call her that, right? Stretching Gretchen? Yeah, stretching the truth. Stretches the truth, yeah. Right, right. Stretching the truth, Gretchen. Oh, you're in trouble with not the nursing homes, the adult foster care. Uh-oh. awful. Remember, they're doing the audit. We, we, man, that, if that number's not way low on those long-term care facility does, I'll eat this Altus hat. <laughs> friend of mine, drink, drink Altus. This is a friend of mine. He's not paying me. I'm, I'm just really good today. Good because beer. we're all trying to eat and then uh, what's her name what's that cuckoo uh, the giuliani cuckoo chick that said everything was fake at tcf melissa carone oh yeah you know that one that one that sounded like he's bombed giving the testimony yeah she's got a podcast she can't get over me i know she she's, does seem to be obsessed she's obsessed with me Stalkers are real, Charlie. Trust huh? me. We talked about this before. Maybe she's a verified, certified Charlie LaDuff stalker. Oh, she's, yeah. So I hope she gets elected because if she doesn't, she returns to ignominy. <laughs> Nothing boring, empty life. But she, she's entertaining in an odd But way. if she gets elected, well, we'll be up there every week. <laughs> Will we? <laughs> they're going to have to put a, they're going to have to put a pole in the middle of the chamber. <laughs> is that the lady that's turned to she, she used to be a stripper or something is that her you got it 
Okay. Got any naked pictures? 120%. <laughs> That's her. That's her. So a little word from her. And uh, okay, so look. Some really... I don't want to get into this till afterwards about like the unemployment, where have the workers gone, all of that, right? I mean, I'm confused. Again, the press isn't doing a good job of explaining because nobody really knows. But we got some like a labor war going on on the west side of the state. Okay, we can talk about the border and uh, the illegal immigrants coming in and having kids under a bridge and what have you. But we sanction hundreds of thousands almost a half a million foreign workers to work our fields and crops. They're invited by us. And the government doesn't look after them. They're, they're, they're the ones that get raped, right? Yeah. So on the west side, it's the end of apple season. So we went to the west side to check in on these men and women from mm -hmm. mostly Mexico that are you know picking our food. Migrant workers, yeah. At the same time, the Kellogg's plant and Battle Creek is on strike. Big company. Guys are getting paid too much. And they're threatening to move it to Mexico. So what do you have? You've got, we're importing Mexicans. We're exporting jobs. To do the food work and exporting American jobs to Mexico that no Mexican wants because they don't pay as much as working in the field. We got so much in common. Yeah. And yet nothing's being done. That seems like it's broken. Yeah, so um, we, we, we kicked some ass. Byron Goggin and I jumped in the car. And this, what you're about to see, is 36 hours of work. We, we worked really hard, and I hope you get something out of it. I'm calling it the harvest of rust. Kellogg's made like $1.161 billion in profits last year. Now they want to cut all our pensions and our health care. All of us poor people, we work for the rich people. Two workers from worlds apart living just miles apart on the west side of Michigan. One an American, one a Mexican, one a factory hand, one a field hand. The way they feed their children? By feeding America. They're trying to drive down wages all, everywhere, you know what I'm saying? And it's a, it's a David and Goliath battle because corporate America has more money than we can ever dream of. And we're trying to fight just a, a giant across every board, you know? And all we are is one man. The only time he says he's getting the H-2A wage is when the contract workers are also here. Otherwise, he goes back down to 11-something an hour. The world is shifting beneath these workers' feet. The cereal workers on strike, his multinational company made almost $2 billion last year, but the company wants workers to take less or threaten to send the job to Mexico. They've been moving products out of here to Mexico. Four years ago, they said they were cutting 225 jobs. That didn't work out so well. This Labor Day, they called us in and said they were cutting 174 of us. So anybody out here that has under 10 years in is gone. The crappy part is this ground right here is what gave Kellogg's everything they have. They own Pringles and Cheez-Its and all sorts of companies, and it was all made out of this plant right here. And we used to have 5,000 people here, now we're down to 300. These are migrant Mexican apple workers. Tens of thousands of them arrive every season on temporary work visas. They're legal workers. The United States government is supposed to make sure they're not cheated or abused, but the government rarely does what it's supposed to do. 
going with that, okay? Okay. I read his goddamn paychecks. Be quiet. Shut up. He is a coward, fucking nigger bitch. Tell him to pack his goddamn shit and get the fuck out of here. Okay. Okay. Petridge and Lavies. Okay. With too few government inspectors, legal aid lawyers, Teresa Hendricks, and Molly Spock fill the void, doing the legal work and the outreach work. These labor brokers, they write a contract, they show the government, and they say, we're going to be fair, this is the conditions we're going to pay. They tell the workers that, then they get them here, and it's a whole bait and switch. If you come over on an H-2A contract, you are more vulnerable to exploitation than even an undocumented worker working here. How is mm -hmm. that possible? Because all of your movements are controlled by your crew leader. They, they can decide where you go, when you go, how much you work, how much you get paid, and if you ever have the right to come back. When you go to the grocery store, when you go to the laundromat, every aspect of their life is controlled. When you can go cash your check. The conditions are awful. There's no other way to say it. 50 men to a bunkhouse, COVID, Influenza and bed bugs are rampant. These men are supposed to be paid by the hour. This man tells me he's paid by the ton. That's illegal and the math doesn't work. But still, it's a better life than back home in Hidalgo, Mexico. Oh, Detroit. Oh, sí, era muy rico, sí, sí, cierto. Porque yo miro en las en las he knows about the wide streets and beautiful buildings of Detroit, how it was once a great and rich city, he says. He knows its factories are gone, that they're in Mexico. But you don't want to work there, he says. The pay is $15 a day. The fields here are more satisfactory. It's not much of a life, but it's his life. And in the end, he says, the poor man will always work for the rich man anyhow. An hour away, the middle-class American man grows angry, feeling himself and his community of Battle Creek slowly sliding into the class of the used-to-haves. And the used-to-haves are the most dangerous sort of men there are. Eventually, there's going to be major problems in society because the 1% wants more and they're not. Our wages aren't going to be even enough to buy products from the 1% like Kellogg's or, you know. Well, that's not a war you could win. The day of the revolutionary is over. You, you think so, but, I mean, look at Afghanistan. How many years were we in there fighting against guys that could barely eat with AK-47s? We just pulled out the strongest military in the world. So in the United States, we import the Mexican man to work our fields and export the American man's jobs to Mexico where the Mexican man does not want them. A vicious cycle to nowhere. That was powerful as hell, man. They're going to be a war. A reckoning of some sort. I think you're already seeing it. Yeah. Because there's another strike this week, too. And where? John Deere. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's bullshit. Yeah. And the treatment, too, that there's a little piece of audio in there. And that's a hidden camera video of a boss yelling at the migrant workers. Yeah, call him the M-bomb. Yeah. Like, you ain't getting paid, motherfucker. How, how crazy is that? That this is a program where the government's supposed to watch out for you. Like, exactly. The, you know, we, 
I, I, you all know my position. Like that, the, the border and what the administration's doing is is fucking ridiculous. But they're doing it legally. These guys it's, are doing it legally. This is absolutely legal. You come six to nine months. You go home. You get taxed. Right. Mm -hmm. No one's looking out. So these these two women, right? The migrant legal aid of uh, of uh, Grand Rapids. They're they're doing what the government's supposed to be doing. They they bring class action lawsuits wow. against Monsanto. You know, big yeah, corn. Yeah, big, thing. big, big agriculture. And when? Yeah. I mean, it's a little gem. I, I'm no bleeding heart, but these are these kind of workers have been coming since before the Great Depression. Migrants, they're Cesar Chavez, right? Mm -hmm. I got no problem. They're they're my human brothers and sisters. It's outrageous. Like they don't pay you what you're supposed to get. They lie to you. Well, she said it. It's a bait and switch. <laughs> and Americans are supposed, are supposed to get these jobs first if they want them. That's the law. So you know what they do out there? They tell the Americans, they're no work. We're full up. Because it's 15 an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? Housing. You don't want that housing. No. Food. You know, you don't want to sit in a bunkhouse with 50 people during COVID, have bed bugs and shit. But we're supposed to get them. And people do go ask for them. And they turn them away. Wow. Because you're 15, 20, you're, you're getting to a point now where somebody wants to do that job. Yeah, gonna... but they'd rather not pay a migrant, a legal migrant worker. Because you, you ain't going to rip American off. Yeah. We, we're keeping count. Wow. We're not passing. But, you know, but does anybody think about the human interest side of this, that we are still abusing, exploiting, degrading people in this country? I mean, that, I mean, there's a human interest side to this that is quite disturbing. Well, I think we just showed it. But yes, you did. But you know, why take it? Because it's still better than your. Think about this. It's still better than your circumstance. Let's think about Kellogg's for a minute. <sighs> yeah. Which, by the way, is bussing in scabs. I didn't know that. They're bussing in scabs. It's wow. Bullshit. I'm not eating your shit anymore. You like? If you look at a Kellogg's product, look at the bottom of the box. If it has an X, it's your food is made in Mexico. I'm not drinking the water, and my food's being made there. Really? So it's just on the bottom of the box? Look, look for the X on the like, okay. right. So is that for all of their products, Charlie? Just the cereal? I, I'm not a, uh, an expert like that, Karen, to be quite honest. I don't want to talk about things I don't know, but if you look at a Kellogg okay. cereal box, it says X. Okay. I, I, okay. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You know. It's a really great question. We'll stay on it, but that's the other half of it. Me growing up here on the east side, I always thought Battle Creek was like just one of those yeah. classy little, you know, western Michigan charming little Quaint. towns. Where like it's got the American dream and yeah. the, the university and the factory and the apple orchards. And you look at the Kellogg's grounds and they bulldozed everything. 5,000 workers, 300 left. And, you know. Yeah, instead of having an empty factory there. And, and I, I think like a lot of the workers make like 100 grand. First of all, that's cool. Yeah. Why would you be angry at an American worker making a nice living? That's what it was all about. But when you dig into it, that's not a 40 hours. They're forced to work eight shifts. Yeah. That plant's open every day of the year. Hmm. Right? So you're talking overtime and all that. So what they want to do is what they did to the auto worker. They want a two-tier system. Anybody else coming in, those good old days are gone. Yeah, just as a nice way to phase it out. Right. Yeah. So having been to the border towns, like where Delphi has their factories, all, all our factories are in Mexico now, they're, they're paying $1.50 an hour. Oof. The Mexicans, like you were saying about the human interest, Karen, mm -hmm. 
The Mexicans don't want those jobs. I'd rather come up here, take some abuse from that fucking redneck, yeah. right? Make my $8. I'm, I'm promised 14 You know, it's going to work out to be 8 9 But it's, what is that? Six times higher? Yeah. But how many, how many other companies are probably doing similar things, Charlie? I mean, in, in, in reality, I mean, we're talking about Kellogg, but is this so new or unusual? Uh, come on. <laughs> you grew up here. Ford Ford is is in Mexico. GM is in Mexico. Delphi, Carrier, all of it. We lost so much work. Like with COVID going on and the unemployment and the bottleneck, we're forgetting all this other shit's going on underneath and we're not paying attention. So I just kind of wanted to let you know, it's not just about Fox News and CNN pictures from the border. It's not just about the tankers in the Los Angeles Harbor. This shit is going on, and you got to know about it. Now, if you're one of the people like, you know, that's, that's the way it goes. That's the modern world. Fine. I, I fight you. I, I, I fight you. I, I'm not looking to turn into a second world person. If there's one common thing that you saw, like, in the summer last year and in the winter, like, people from the neighborhoods of Chicago, you know, tearing up downtown and, and taking the Gucci shoes... And the, the white people at the Capitol tearing it up. I don't agree with any of it, but they're angry and they're frustrated and they're losing and there's deep, deep problems. And hardly anybody's even looking at it. Did you know Kellogg's was on strike? No, yeah, I didn't. But I got to tell you, that's the first time I've heard someone um, on the picket line talk. And I felt really bad hearing him. I mean, really bright guy. But he almost seemed like what he's doing is is going to be futile because he, what did he say? The rich people always win. Yeah, and that's that's what Balthazar. Yeah, he said it too. Mm-hmm. The migrant worker, they they always win. And you know the great promise, like where we're, Balthazar knows something about Detroit. In our lifetime, in our you know, as we were kids, it was the richest city in the world. On planet fucking Earth, it built the middle class. It built the world. Yeah. It rebuilt the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in our lifetime, it's the poorest city in the United States. Like, this didn't work for me. Get it, yeah. It is broke and it is broken. Yeah. And so, you know, there's like a thousand of these migrant camps across Michigan. And there's... I didn't know there were that many. A thousand? And there's there's seven inspectors. (laughs) Jeez. And none of them speak Spanish. Oh, my God. What the heck? How does that make any sense? Uh, I, I, that's Wait, what does I'm any, saying. Does anything get inspected? Because remember, we've talked about the long-term care facilities. Not enough inspectors there. It's like, yep. why are there not enough inspectors? What is wrong with the government? Lots of things. <laughs> what is wrong but, with everybody? But that, uh, inspectors, I would think that'd be a pretty easy one to fix. You just hire a few more. So, look, there's, there's the humanistic part. We shouldn't treat people this way. Sure. Right? We, right. Should, we should honor Obviously. Our okay. That's true. Okay. Then, then there's the economic part. It's a very rich county, you know? What, the, uh, what is it? Kent County, right? Grand Rapids. Okay. It's a very rich county. Nobody of any means, the, the Chamber of Commerce, the, the 1%, they don't want these guys going home. They're making them profit, right? So economically, yeah. okay, it makes apples cheaper for you. Okay. Then and there's a third thing we should worry about. Health. Mm-hmm. They're handling our foodstuffs. COVID? Influenza? Bed bugs? 
That? Yeah. No thanks. This is all over the country. Oh, and by the way, these guys, once the apples are done, right, they'll go to Florida. Do another crop. They'll do oranges. They'll, they'll go out to uh, Arizona and do the lettuce. So these guys are moving. Tough gig. Yeah, Ow. man. And then they come. At, 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 the, at the absolute least, just give them what you promised them. At the, I mean, that's at the least. That's the least. And then that's what I'm looking at, at my brothers and sisters in Grand Rapids and, and Battle Creek. That town is empty. Yeah. Well, and they want their wages to increase just like their profits have. Oh, you know what? I think they they take like, hey, let's leave it as it is, man. It's $1.6 billion net profit worldwide. Wow. Mexico. Oh, it's all about the money, Charlie. Always. Everything. Yeah. Everything is all about the money. And that's that's crazy. I understand that we have to have money to survive. But it should never take precedence over, over people well, or just common courtesy or decency. Their money matters too. It's true. Yeah. All right. Well, look here. Let's 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 move along here to Slip and Jimmy. But uh, um, yeah, thank you for that. We'll, and we'll, we'll keep on it. You know, we're trying to do the stuff nobody will do. And by the way, how good is Byron? How good did he's that? He's really look? good. That looked good. And he's easy to work with. Side yeah. note, he snores. <laughs> what? It's Byron. I haven't met. How Byron. dare he? It was Byron. What? Well, maybe he's got Byron. out of that little uh, little room you've been stuck in. You know, he's your colleague, Karen. <laughs> oh, no, one yeah. of the little okay. people who goes out to the fields. He's a guy that never said, "Who's Karen?" <laughs> Karen. I'm, I'm just kidding. I've just never had the pleasure of meeting I him. I, I'm just kidding. I we know. shared a hotel room, and he was he was ah. so he was so bashful because he's like, <laughs> "How'd you sleep?" I'm like, "Slept great." <laughs> what he what he was what he was probing for was uh, like, "How bad did I snore?" <laughs> oh man. You know, and being a buddy. What a, what a terrible thing. Being a buddy. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I just wait for the show and tell 100,000 people. Hey, can I take this second to remind everybody, uh, because Carol Lewis has uh, sent a message that she's watching now on YouTube. So Good. if yeah. you're having issues with Facebook, we are also live on YouTube as well. Excellent, Karen. And where do we find us on YouTube, Karen? Well done. You're a Charlie LaDuff. Uh, you can, you, or what is it? The Americans. That's also, that'll also pull it up. But if you just put Charlie LaDuff in, it'll come up. Yep. Beautiful. No BS news hour, any of that. All right. Don't put in, don't put in Mark or Karen. Just put in Charlie. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to see those channels. You don't want to YouTube Karens. <laughs> hey, I have one. I don't know what's on it. <laughs> okay. Let's get into the governor's race, which is brought to you by Luke Nowacki. That's it. Like you heard it, the whole world's changing. Factories going south, workers coming north. What are you going to do? You're going to call Luke Nowacki. 248-663-4748 for rational financial advice. Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth. Know what to do with your money. You don't know what's going on. If Luke knew what was going on, why isn't he elected to the Federal Reserve Board? Uh, maybe because you have to know people to get elected. We're going to look in and Luke knows everybody. Luke knows what's going on. He's too focused on your money <laughs> and making it maybe grow. Maybe that's why he's not on there, because he does know everything that's going on. Maybe that's why. That is true. And remember, again, it's the money time. All financial close the majority of their loans in eight business days or fewer. Interest rates are as low as they've been all year. I like that on there, man. That fucked me up. Sorry. Hey, Tyson, we talked about this. Matter of fact, Once. Where's my meth? <laughs> oh, more on that. <laughs> more on that later. <laughs> Look, it's a great time to refinance. You're looking, you're looking to remodel. You go 
to David Hall Mortgage. Five-star service. That's why they got five-star reviews, right? That's the philosophy. So before you go out shopping for your home, you need to call Hall first to get your financing in place. Uh, Sorry. Motherfucker. 248-308-5000. Or go to davidhallmortgage.com. Tell them we sent you. You get treated right. All right, David. Get to work for the people, brother. Get him saving money. Get him right. Right on? Right on. All right. How about a uniform, Charlie? What do you mean? You've got on a fix-it shirt. Mark has on a fix-it <laughs> shirt. Mannequin has on a fix-it shirt. I've got on a regular sweatshirt. Maybe you should become chief of police, and then you can wear any you uniform want. you want. How's <laughs> that for a segue? Yeah, how's that for a segue? Were you setting me up for that, Karen? Am I just... Just no, I was not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, MERS, State NPR, Detroit News, Metro Times, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now reporting on the uniform, right? But not exactly correctly. Okay. Let me also explain, walk me through it. <clears throat> James Craig becomes chief of police in Detroit in 2013. It all starts when. He's addressing a group of elderly citizens who are concerned about carjacking, to which he casually drops, I almost got carjacked, and I sped away, to which this, listen, you political reporters, this is the story, this is how it started here. He drives away. He says he's going to get carjacked. Huh. Hmm. All right. Coward. Coward. He's getting blasted in Detroit. So I don't know why other news outlets are reporting it. I first reported it on television at Fox 2. You're not even certified to be a cop. Even if you want to arrest him, you're not certified uh, by uh, MCOLS. What is MCOLS? It is the Michigan. Correction? I'm just guessing. Michigan of Law Enforcement Standards. Michigan Committee, go. right? Sure. I, I know the guys. It's in the notes here. But it's, it's called MCOLS. It's, it's the body that certifies you. You got to go to academy. You have to have weapons training so you can wear the uniform. Yeah, so you can be an officer. And carry the gun, like a real officer. Mm -hmm. It's important to say here right now, Karen, you, me, Mark, we could dress up as the chief of police for Halloween. Cool. And carry a firearm on our hip because of open carry. All right. Which you're not allowed to be police. Yeah. If you're not certified, you can't be issuing tickets, pulling people over, knocking at doors, giving people orders, right? Can't do that. So it's found out that Craig is not a certified cop. Now, that's okay. Here's the thing. This is what's being reported. You don't have to be a certified cop to be chief of police. That's absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. Nothing illegal, unethical about that. But when you are not certified police, no chief that I know of, right, wears the uniform. Yeah, it's not terribly transparent either. And carries the gun. And at one time, he was an officer. Yes. But he had to be recertified. Is that what they call it? Recertified. Yeah, he got to get take certified. the test again, which... He, he didn't have to. All you got to do is wear a suit. Yeah. You yeah, good you point. Don't, you don't have to yeah. do anything. Yeah, fair well, enough. Well, did he ever become certified maybe later on, Charlie, and we just didn't know about it? Well, he promised us. Here's, what's, here's the deal now. You're running for governor. You promised us you were going to get certified. Sidebar here. Before you came to Detroit... You were the chief of Cincinnati. That job requires you to be certified. He didn't want to do it. Said it was a waste of time. 
You know what I mean? I, w- I worked in LA. I was the chief of Portland, Maine. I got all kinds of experience. Why would I put all this time in? Fair. It's interesting. Interesting. Fair. But it's the law there. It's a different jurisdiction. So this thing goes all the way to like the appellate court there. And they're like, nope, you got to be certified. So he quits and he gets the Detroit job. And the same shit starts. So what wow. can I ask? And I'm just curious, uh, what, what is the certification process? And does it entail something that would be maybe more revealing than the, than the candidate would like? Or, I mean, what is it about certification that would that he'd be deterred from doing so? Excuse me? <laughs> Why wouldn't he want to get certified? <laughs> One, I can't read his mind. Two, I'm not an expert on the, what, the, what the, basically you're going to, you got to take a test. Okay. You got to go to the academy. It's usually a six-month process. Yeah. Right? You have to have firearms training. That. I don't know specifically, Karen. Why wouldn't he do it? I don't know, but he promised he'd do it. Yeah, he said he would, period. Right? Right. Then just do it. So then he says, here's the answer to your question earlier, Karen. He gets caught out with it because here's what I was doing. Well, you're wearing the fucking uniform, dude. Mm -hmm. In fact, you got a lot of uniforms. And I start doing, looking into the badges and stuff he's wearing on his chest. And two things happen. One, he decrees you can wear other badges and ribbons and stuff on your uniform if you worked in different jurisdictions, which I've never heard of. And if you're in the military, you can wear some of that stuff. To which I called the spokesperson and said, well, I got a Weebles, you know, fire badge. Can can you wear that? (laughs) Never heard of that. You wear what the jurisdiction (laughs) that you were, right? Uh, Now you know why. (laughs) So that comes out and here's what he does. Here's where the media gets it wrong. You got it wrong. You guys got to do your work. He gets deputized by County Sheriff Benny Napoleon, which Craig now says, in case I had to do police work, right? I would now be a law enforcement officer because I'm a sheriff's deputy. Not a Detroit police officer, but a sheriff's deputy, which you should get a brown uniform, sir, since you got all these other uniforms. How many people get deputized? How, How do you get deputized? Here's the difference now. There's two kinds of deputies, and this is state law. There's the deputy who's got police powers, right? You have to be MCOL certified. You got to go to academy. You got to get your weapons training. You got to do take the test, right? And then there's something called the bonded deputy. It's got to be the way he's going to go then. The bonded yeah. deputy is the sheriff can give him out. Say, they're, they're like, like, like this? Oh, oh, Karen, Karen, Karen is a bonded deputy. Frisk me, baby. <laughs> she held up her badge. Hold that, hold that up again. Hold that up. She's a deputy. Go ahead. Show, hold it up. I keep the ID out of it, but yeah. Yeah, nobody can really see it. The lighting's so bad. Man, now what? <laughs> what? Oh, hold right. it up. Higher, higher, higher. Let's see this. Charlie, I'm not trying to. I'm just, just saying. Nobody can see it. Come on. Okay. Now, what, what does it say? What's it say on the badge? And why aren't you wearing it all it says, the time? It says Special Deputy, special. Wayne County Sheriff. Nice. And what does that allow you to do, Karen? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I totally get out of a ticket if I get pulled over. I don't know. Chief of police? I, I don't know. Here's what I'll tell you, what, what you may not do with that. You may not make a misdemeanor arrest. You may not, you may not do policing things. Anybody can make... A citizen's arrest on a felony. Anybody can carry a firearm, but you do not have policing powers. What that is for is for friends. I've got a bunch of them, 
in my days as a reporter, I'd go see sheriffs and go, hey, can I get a badge? <laughs> and they'd give me, I'm a bonded deputy in Suffolk County. I'm a bonded deputy cool. in, in Robertson County, you know. Yeah. Fun. Uh, uh, Goldsmith, Nevada. I'm actually the district attorney of Goldsmith, Nevada. Really? We must have a backup on your case files. It, it was a ghost town. Yeah. And uh, a friend <laughs> Is there of, anybody there? No, no, no. And the, the guy that was made the DA oh, there, he, he turned it over to me. And he gave me his badge and it's hanging on my wall. What? Nobody lives there. <laughs> Someone's going to commit a crime it's there. It's a real now. law and order place. I don't fuck around. <laughs> but you know what, though, Charlie? I mean, law enforcement is serious. It's a serious business. And, you know, you, you have to, it's not to be taken lightly. It's not to be played with. It's not to be, you know, just duplicated or imitated. I mean, you have to abide by the guidelines and the rules. I'd never uh, misuse any authority that was extended to me, uh, however limitedly or generously. Absolutely. And, you know, like, no need to be bashful. That's absolutely legal. That's, yeah, I know, you know, the sheriffs yeah. in this country are written into the Constitution. That's why they have that ability. So right. special deputies do, you know, like when they foreclose on your home and they're going to sell them at auction, it's called the sheriff's auction. Okay. The sheriffs aren't going there. So they deputize lawyers or real estate agents, right? You go do it in my stead. That's what right. that is. So it's not true, sir. And I checked with M. Coles, the board. I checked with chief of police association. It's not true that you have policing powers. In fact, that would have been illegal if you did that. So what you say, why'd he do it? Here's the deal. Again, we can all parade around as a chief of police, but you wanted something so you could wear the freaking uniform. Mm -hmm. You're not making arrests, right? You're not leading the charge. We'll get to that. He says he did, but he didn't. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're the administrator. For instance, in Detroit, the... Fire commissioner, who, by the way, used to be an assistant chief of police in Detroit, right, is not a certified firefighter. He doesn't wear the blues. Okay. He wears a suit. In New York, the police commissioner, yeah, he when, he, when he's not certified, he wears a suit. That's the deal. But, so why would Jim Craig do it? Because he loves, loves fashion. He loves I still it. have this one too, Charlie. Oh, what, what's that? Where would you get that bag? What is that? Wait, what is that? Hold that bag. It was on my bookshelf. I had to get up and get it. What is it? What is it? It just it's just it's just a memento. It just says Chief of Communications, Detroit Mayor's Office, but it's a gold badge, and I love this one. That's a good it doesn't one. Have any, it doesn't have any meaning or anything, but I do love that one. It sure does. It has a lot yep. of meaning because all the all the service you've given this community. Well, it, it, I really, that, that means something to me though. It does. Can I ask you something? Cause you talk to a lot of officers. What do they feel about this? Are they, do they think it's bullshit because he promised to do it? Do they, I mean, do they have a particular feeling about him wearing a full uniform? I haven't talked to one officer that okay. thinks this is cool. Oh, okay. Not one, not one, not a single I don't know why one. they would. And the same two guys are getting quoted in all these like mm. lame, superficial stories. Same guys. Listen, he doesn't. Ha he didn't have policing power. The, the deputy thing didn't do anything. Every cop knows you do it right, right? And if you're not going to do it, you're still the leader. That's correct. It's not against the law. I talked to Ike McKinnon today. Yeah. He sometimes wore his uniform, right? He wasn't um, M. Cole certified, right, at the okay. time. But he was <laughs> certified through the 20 years he gave Detroit 
right? Mm. M. Cole's changed its standards in 77. He didn't have to take the test because there were no tests before 77. You had five years, you were going to be certified. Okay. Then they put him, becomes chief of police. Usually he wore a suit. But having said that, Ike McKinnon's Ike McKinnon. And Ike McKinnon didn't promise the community he was going to take the test. Period. End of story. Well, that's the thing. It might be legal. It might be on. It might be ethical. But you're promising to fulfill that. It's just. It's not terribly transparent. No, it's not ethical when you go ahead, Karen. When you promise, so when you promise the people, when you promise, and then yeah. you you slip behind closed doors and 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 get deputized, and you don't even understand what's yeah. going on. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about what that did or could have done as it relates to his position as chief of police. Does it have? Uh, any implications, good or bad? I mean, outside of him not doing something that he should have done or could have done or promised to do, what does it mean? Mm. Hmm. <laughs> well, gee, that's profound. I don't know. <laughs> you, you're asking me open-ended questions. I, well, well, okay, tell I'm me what asking. does it mean. You tell okay, me what I'm, it means. I don't know. I'm saying, so what does it mean if, in fact, you know, he didn't do it? Okay, so what? What does it mean? Okay, tell about that gold badge of yours. Yes. You're basically running the day-to-day -day operations of City Hall. That's what you were doing. And this shit comes onto your desk. What are you saying to the chief of police pulling this nonsense? I would say, I'm not going to call it nonsense, but I would say we would need certification. I think that that would just authenticate the entire process. Him as a leader, uh, it would eliminate any appearance of impropriety or any questions in that role. Uh, so I think it's a box that 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 uh, I would recommend it, that it would have been a box to be checked. I think, and and if I might speak what I know of you, Karen, she's likes James Craig, admires the man, thinks he did a good job here, but what she's telling you is the truth. It's no bullshit. So, sir, when your minions give you the report on the show, you're respected, but this is ridiculous. It's to trying to skate around it. It's the, it's the smallest thing we talked about a couple weeks ago when his second deputy chief came in here. But that's the one the media picks up on. And only now are you realizing what happened in his time in Cincinnati. You, the, the Lansing political press, man, screw you guys because you don't pay attention to us down here. We pay attention to you and what's going on up there. And now that something happens to be going on, no, we're not going to take your superficial crap. It's one more stupid thing you're giving the opposition to use against you, too. Here's why he did it. Okay, look. The yeah. guy is like the Elton John of policing. <laughs> Does this, look good in a uniform. I'll tell oh, you. Well, yeah. which one? <laughs> here, let's, uh, Joey, pop me up one. Let me see one. Oh, here's one. All right. Oh, this this one I call the captain of the Lido deck. <laughs> Does look right? a little... Uh, he got a nice maple. white puffy hat there. Like, you know, say Chief, Cincinnati. We all know what happened there. Okay. What else we got? That's pretty cool. Oh, well, look at this one. He's in the dress blues, blue tie, blue shirt, blue hat, the nice, what do you call that? Leather like sash. Leather strap, yeah. What is that, Karen? This is the stormtrooper. <laughs> okay. He got that leather sash. No, it's the Mussolini. He got the leather sash, the Ugh. cinch belt. Look at his hat. Look at the brim. Yeah. It's got it's got the oak clusters on the on the brim. And then more oak clusters all around the band. 
like he's Caesar. Look Looks at that. sharp. I like that costume. Look at that. It's a lot of stuff on there. It's a uniform. It's not no. a costume. Well, Don't say that, Mark. Well, I, that? I could, if I wore it, it'd be a costume, wouldn't it? I've never seen a Detroit cop wear this. He looks like a state trooper. Is that, have you ever seen this, Karen? No, I have not. <laughs> it looks good. <laughs> it does. It looks good, but no, I can't say that I have. Oh, you got that nice, you know, that shit, that Menjo strap going across the... Breast in his like a man wait, purse. Man purse. Yes. I mean, we could be. I don't know what's lower. He's got a man purse bag. Okay, show me the next one, mannequin. Oh well, Ooh, at the podium. All right. Okay, there's where he's got. He's got the the big gun. He got the double braids again around the hair. And that that in this picture, he's wearing black, mm -hmm. right? Name tag, nothing over that, and a lot of medals. This is the lot of medals shot. So uh, that's good. Big big dark glasses. Go ahead, Joe. Oh, oh, well, that's oh, this is training day. This one's training day. This one is black and gold, just nothing but black and gold. He got gold badge, gold name stitched into his pocket, gold belt. What's on his sleeve? Those are his service stripes. Those are years. I, I don't know if those are two years. They're, I don't think they're one. Hmm. See, so he's got that's like new. yeah, that's a different look. He's got like a whole sleeve of them, but you've only been in Detroit about four years at this point. I can see one, two, three, four, five, six, eight. He's got that look on his face too of, I don't know, someone's taking my photo, but I know someone's going to take a photo of this. And look at that, he's got a gun on him, so that's yeah. he's he's that's perfectly fine. legal because we can all open carry. Yeah, it's a cool look. All right, Another yeah, good look. Swats behind him. He's like no nonsense. Yeah. So that's the next one we got. Oh, wow. Wait, well, this one is training day. <laughs> this, what, what do you call this one? This is this is motorcycle cop. Yeah, because you got the leather jacket. You got crisp leather. Look at the epaulets. Look at the stars, the UN stars on the shoulder. Notice the hat. Doesn't We're, have the double, yeah. double. He got a couple of hats. It's kind of huh. brocaded. It's really nice. Pretty cool jacket. It's a cool jacket. Kind of jealous. I'm, well, my jacket does that too, the right what? Tyler, it's flipped up. It's, it's, it's got to be fixed. You guys are too cool. For it's so, be Charlie, a couple officers are weighing in, and they're saying oh. it's five years for each stripe. Five years. Five years. He had eight stripes. Well, maybe in his career and not necessarily just here. Okay, as a officers, if you're listening, <laughs> have you ever heard of, like, wearing stripes from other jurisdictions and other parts of your career? Great question. All right, I'll see if they respond. Okay, cool. All right, uh, let's move on to the next. Joe, keep, keep the pictures. Ooh. What's this one? This MacArthur. <laughs> yeah, because the hat's so large. It's, there. it's gigantic. It's like it's like a parabolic dish. <laughs> he looks like the great kazoo here. Again, the double brocade around the hat, really tight, white shirt, right? Gold, 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 and a, and a, and a patch that says Chief of the Police. It's a nice one. Hmm. What else we it's got? A good look. It's, it's a pretty. Whoa. Ooh, ooh. This this one is. This one has less medals. Same hat, dark glasses, and look over his right breast. You see that? Oh, yeah, above the, uh, the name? Yeah, the name. It's got the wings and the tire there, right? Okay. So it's a little pin badge. That is if you're motorcycle certified. I'm going to guess that he's not. If you're a bike cop. Is he? Are you, sir? Are you? Hmm. Are you motorcycle certified in L.A. or something? Yeah. Did you do in Portland? We'll, we'll look into that. Huh. Give me the next one. Oh, this one's one of my, this one I call the Admiral. 
That's a good looking. That's that brass good buttons, four button, you know, and and look at the stripes around the the wrist of his sleeves with the stars over it. Yeah, that, he, he, good look. He, he looks like he he skippers the intrepid. <laughs> this guy is the best dressed chief of police ever. We got any more of these? I'm loving this. Here's another one. Oh, the Terminator. Oh wow, that's look a at this one. one. Oh god, what a fucking hard ass piece of leather that is. No hat though. Wow. Look at that. He's even got his name stitched in it. No hat, <laughs> turtleneck. It's just devil may care, may I say. Yeah. No epaulets, you notice. Yeah. Remember the other leather he had epaulets? Yeah. This one he doesn't. He's got all kinds of stuff. Yeah, he's taking care of business. God, I'd get deputized I'm by, the, to by to. the sheriff too, man, if I got a wardrobe like this. Great wardrobe. Larry. Jeez, where's the spandex? <laughs> Here's the last one. Okay, so hold on. I got the oh, answer. Okay. It signifies the years that you're a sworn certified officer, and this is from someone that I know served this city quite well. Yes. Now, how long have we been doing that? Because within, within the, the time of the Detroit police, it changed the, what you could wear. You know, okay. I'm talking right. to an old chief of police here. He goes, normally what it's been in this town is this jurisdiction. Okay. So I'm not arguing with you guys. You know, we, we'll do more. But gotcha. you, you have to admire this man's haberdashery. Yeah, it's a pretty sharp dresser. What else we got? This is the final one, I okay. believe, here. Oh, what do you, what's that? Hmm. It's, it's, it's not the one to end on. This okay. is a casual Friday. It's casual Friday. But it's it's an interesting shirt. It's like a jacket shirt. He still has the motorcycle. Uh, he got the motorcycle thing, and he's there's the chief of police badge, yeah. and he's wearing a little bit of ribbons. You got all kinds of stuff. God, he does, man. So, what, are you guys jealous? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, but I didn't promise to get certified. Go back to the Mussolini hat. I That is just... That the Mussolini hat, yeah. Oh, I call that Manuel Noriega. That's who we, <laughs> you know, Prince Philip. <laughs> Prince Philip. Go back one more. Just a very large. That one. God. That's a swab picture. I like that. That that hat's bigger than his ass. <laughs> Look at that, Karen. I don't know how big his ass is. <laughs> Nobody's ass know. is that big. No. What you Kardashian. I don't know. I don't, I don't uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't so he likes wearing the uniform. Okay, so now, now here's part two. Sorry guys, it's sir, you know, respect. It's political season. This is how it works. You gotta get these dopes you got working for you. I know he's thinking about maybe new commu communications team. You gotta bring him in. Yeah. And that's where my and that's where my issues lie. Because somebody just said, "What's with the hit?" You know, the 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 uh, on on Craig and I said, "There no, this is no no hits here." I consider him a friend, but my issues lie heavily with the team that's around him in his gubernatorial bid. Yeah, and I assume a dude wrote that, right? Is that a guy's name? What's with the hit? Yes. Welcome to the big city. I'm the one that covered Craig. I'm the one that covered Whitmer. You can take it or leave it, dude, but you should know. This is just part one. I'm going to hit him all season long. Get used to it because I'm not the partisan press. Does this look blue to you? No. This look not red just to him, you? though. I mean, and that's just it. You, you have also scrutinized Governor Whitmer. So this isn't about the person uh, at all. This oh, that's next. So that's okay, I'm just letting them know it's not just him. You, you know, <laughs> you don't hold anything back from anybody. I'm going to answer that, bro. Because I want something more out of my politicians and they're getting a scrubbing. Yep. And if they don't get it here, they're not getting it anywhere. Because all this noise you're hearing did start here. There are serious things coming. 
But since this is what the media wanted to pick up on, we'll give you the last word so you know. That's it. And Whitmer will get hers. And if anybody else bubbles at the top, we'll give them a scrubbing. We also give credit when they do good stuff. We do that. So just sit back and enjoy it. Jeez, you don't know any. What's James Craig's middle name, brother? Do you know it out there? No. E? What was the crime rate in Detroit this year? Hi. You don't know. Where did he come from? I don't know. Cincinnati. He's just not Whitmer. <laughs> I don't know. He does seem to be uh-huh. very different now that he's running, and it's got to be to who's managing him. I told these guys. The message they, they asked so me. Different. I said, let him be himself. Yeah, exactly. That is the best way for anybody to succeed at anything they want to do. You have to be yourself. You know, these politicos want to package um, their candidates to in a manner that they're not even privy to. It's like, like we said before, these people are 12 years old. And we saw this with the candidacy of John James. It's like, they don't know. They don't know. And it shows. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's that dude that was saying that? I'm going to call him by his first name. Cause like, he's, he's I don't know, Charlie. I okay. lost it in the comments. There's right. a ton of them. I'm reading. Comments, comments, know. comments, share, share, share. Here, here's <laughs> what came out. A fundraising letter from James Craig. Oh, <laughs> this wasn't written by James Craig, but, uh, Here, let me read it to you. You guys ready? Yeah. All right. When I took over as Detroit's chief of police, things were dire. Dire? Mm. I never heard him say that word. Anyway. When I took over as Detroit's chief of police, things were dire. Crime was crippling our city. We needed to show that the police force was back. So we did something big. A direct assault on Colony Arms, an apartment complex. (laughs) that served as the epicenter of crime in Detroit. 35 arrests later, with the backing of the neighborhood, we cleaned it up. It was a dangerous mission. But I didn't just order my officers in there to face the danger for me. I was the first one in that day, leading from the front. Now, I'm asking you to do the same for me and our campaign. Wow, it's intense. Wow. Sounds amazing. The colony arms. An assault on the colony arms. I think his strongest, um, uh, one of the the characteristics that should have been a platform or key platform for his his candidacy should have been leadership. Because if you remember, there were times when there were officers that were found to be, you know, wrong. He didn't have a problem standing up and criticizing and reprimanding them for doing that, which is very unusual. So I think that leadership should have been, you know, a key component. Yeah, do that because we're going to get to that one later on. I don't know about that either. Go ahead, Charlie. I mean, that's fine. But but you're right. You're right. I don't I don't I don't like the you know, let's make him into what we think people want to 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 have. I just, I don't, I think, you know, I mean, as, as an elected official, a public servant, we want to know who we're getting. And I think that, you know, any, anybody being themselves, I think will always have a greater appeal than, than a packaged person. Okay. Well, that's, that's true. That raid sounded like a success though. Well, wait, no, wait, here's the thing, dude, guy out there. This is my work. I was at the colony arms that day. Oh, really? I, in fact, was the favorite guy of Craig and his police department at first. I was the guy. Craig was working in L.A. when I was working in L.A. We know same cops in L.A. I was there. So let me tell you what really happened. Number one, they didn't arrest 35 people that day. They arrested 30. Small distinction, but, you know, get the numbers right. Of those 30 arrests, 21 were taken into custody 
for traffic warrants. <laughs> this includes Miss Peaches, a woman in her late 60s who didn't have a driver's license anymore. The traffic warrant was old and it was in Macomb oh, County. Wow, what a mess. Okay, 21 with traffic warrants. Of the remaining nine, three were felony warrants. Okay. Two were probation violations. Two were misdemeanor charges, and two were domestics. Hmm. Okay, the kicker? Yeah. Nobody was ever convicted. Epicenter of crime. Wow. Now, part two. I was, wow. the, fir I was the first one in. I didn't, I didn't just ask my man to go. I, I let him in. No, you didn't. I was standing next to you. <laughs> Swad went in there. Like, there was like 200 cops. They sure. made a TV show of it. Helicopter, a bus, right? Yeah. I'm the guy that got the quote from the guy getting on the bus. I'm like, how do you like the chief now? And he goes, he's doing a great job. <laughs> it went all over the world, but the guy was being an ass, sarcastic asshole about it. And he never, he, you know, he got let out a couple days later. Oh, man. Okay, so you weren't the first one. I went in before you. Don't you remember? You went in before him? Yes. Well, you're not certified either. So. No, but I, yeah, I got a bulletproof vest. Close enough, motherfucker. Huh. Looked apart. Well. No, you didn't go in for... So stop writing this horse shit. And by the way, just so... You know how memory cha changes? You think you remember things? Yeah, the Mandela effect. I called a bunch of dudes high up who were also in this. We were all standing around that command post at that time. No, he wasn't the first one in. Oh, boy. Take this down. You're better than this. You got a real record to run on. <sighs> These bozos you got... They're going to wreck it, dude. You hit the nail on the head there. He does have a real record. He has a really record. So what's he ran the Detroit Police layer. Department. Yeah. $350 million budget. Crime up to ass. Yeah. It was very corrupt and very demoralized when he got here. He's got real, like Karen said, I got a leadership record. I can handle a budget. At Karen, right? I agree, Charlie. You're right. But again, we're going back and the people that fund campaigns uh, actually pick or determine who's going to work, manage, or lead those campaigns. A lot of times they're your large donors, relatives, your nieces and nephews looking to break into politics. I mean, we saw that, you know, on the announcement on Bill Isle. That yeah. was a cluster, you know what? It was, it, 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 and it, so it shows. Cluster fart. <laughs> cluster yeah, fart. okay, that's fine. Even that's kind of gross, but okay. But, you know, say I mean. It, it, say it. it. it oh, come on, no. say it. Cluster fart. Do okay. it. No. Do it. Okay, cluster, no. cluster fubu. No, I don't want to say that either. It was a mess. I mean, oh, it go. was. And so their lack of uh, skill set and their, and their political acumen was was evident. And it reflects on him. And that's unfortunate yeah. because yeah. people don't get to see who he really is and what he brings to the table. Yeah. 21 traffic arrests. Come on, man. And they were doing this over and over. This is in the end, folks. Here's the thing. Detroit's going bankrupt. I did everything I could to help this town. We, we reimagine it. Karen's in the middle of it. You know, we're all doing what we can to, to save something we love. And I did, that's when I decided to leave and go, you know, travel the country and do the Americans because a lot of people I know were hired in high positions. I didn't think that I could be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Objective? Objective. Yeah. Thank you. I'm getting old. I'm on meth. <laughs> More on that. And, and, and so I, so I, <laughs> So I, you know, I got out, and when I saw what was going on, this was a PR show, I, I, I left, but I still lived here and did stories here. And for his enti the entire time that Duggan and Craig had been here, you know that I've been very vocal, mm -hmm. I've been accurate, and it doesn't mean that I hate. It's you have a right to know all of this. 
Look, and if you've got two bozos at the end, at least you can make an educated decision. This is what's going wrong in the media's part of all of this. So, it gets, And let me say this, Charlie. When people are upset, and like I said, I consider James Craig a friend, but you have a right to critique and criticize factually. That's not disliking. That's not disrespect. But you, you, have, you have to look at where a lot of elected officials place themselves in interviews. They won't come on this show because they know Charlie's going to challenge them through fact. Governor Whitmer won't come on. Mayor Duggan won't come on. So, I mean, I think, you know, we talk about this city, the state. People deserve better. And part of that better is what's true. But if everything is packaged, the questions are pre-approved and you're in a yep. selective, you know, and, and hand-picked environment, then the public never really knows. 100%. I mean, that's it. Now, Whitmer's ass kicking time. Hmm. Give me some music. <laughs> oh, she's in some deep shit. You got lied to, man. Thought we a sucker. <laughs> that's the only music I had already. <laughs> oh... Now, remember, I told y'all about the nursing homes. I don't think those numbers are right, but it's not just nursing homes. Nursing homes is an all-encompassing word for what we call long-term care facilities. Nursing homes are Medicaid, Medicare-funded, right? You have to report to the feds. Then there's the long-term care facilities like Homes for the Aged, right, which is basically a nursing home, but you don't have 24-hour nursing. You've got part-time nursing but you have a lot of people It can have a hundred people in there. You have adult foster care, which is like a home for the age, but it's 20 people or less. State has to monitor them, license them, inspect them, answer for complaints. We didn't even count that shit. They didn't even uh, command that those facilities even report any COVID cases till November. So, Heather Pines, oh, yeah. it's in Clarkston, Oakland County. It's an adult foster care facility, like I just told you, that had its license suspended when a report came out. You want to know what was in that report? Yeah, I'm kind, <laughs> okay. of, kind of scared, but yeah. Well, they didn't take care of the patients, people sitting in spoiled diapers oh, for hours and hours and hours, not getting their meds like insulin and dialysis for days and days and days. No showers because the plumbing's broken. People falling out of bed and being left there with a broken bones and nobody checking on them in the morning. Okay, here's one. A woman had an open wound on her neck. Nobody addressed it. They had to pick 28 maggots uh. out of her neck. Okay, here's another one. A fucking guy died. An old man died at the dinner table and nobody knew he was dead for four hours. Oh, my God. This is awful. Okay, so here's what I did. How does that happen? These are scum holes, and the state's not doing its job, and the governor's doing her pretty, pretty patty cake COVID pick my favorite reporter, science and data. Science and data. There was no data. The science was science fucking fiction. If this report is even close to what I think, fuck it. It don't matter if Jimmy was wearing a tutu. You're kidding me. This is outrageous. So... I looked it up because I do that, dude. This Heather Pines was not required because these are on file if you look deep enough. They were not required to report COVID data until November 18th. 
Why? November 18th, way after the, you know, the real pandemic, the death one, you know, April, May, June. Yeah. And I'm sure they went back and checked all those months. Oh, they too, sure, sure did. And so oh, yeah. like from November 18th to today. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. And they went back to yeah, April, May. Yeah, I'm sure they May, went back yeah. to the beginning. They went back because, and counted their deaths. someone's going to make them do that. Yeah, so right. to date, this place with dead people at a fucking table. Yeah. And maggots in grandma's throat. This is the reality. So far, no COVID cases or deaths have been reported in this super fine facility. Y'all believe that? So they reported, but they reported zero. Now there are, I found at least two other adult foster care homes tied to the management of this home. All totaled COVID cases in those, and by the way, they're fetid pits, yeah. according to the inspection reports. Their total of COVID cases is, hold on, let me just give me this pen. Just take me a second, Joe. Okay, so the first one had none, right? So I, I didn't, I didn't total it all here. I, I, I tried to, you know, I was on the road, you know, trying to do work in people's stories. So the first one had none. Okay, the other two, so got it. None, none. They had none. 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 <laughs> okay. None for yeah. the. None for yeah. any of them. That sounds believable. Unreal. Oh come on. Was this place ever inspected, too? Because as we talked about, there's no inspectors in this state for anything. I found no inspection. Look, I know nursing homes, the uh, adult foster care, these homes for the age. I found no inspections during that spike. So you can go from April, right, March, all the way to fall, and the state wasn't there. The feds even came in. That's how you can find out all of Whitmer's hubs, you know, the science and yeah. data. Oh, yeah, yeah. And University of Michigan gave us a report. There's no fucking data from this state. Wow. It's a terrible. Now, you look at the economy. We mismanage COVID. I think it's obvious now. We didn't circle the wagons on these places that you were telling us you were looking after. You shut everything down, and we can't start it up again. It's a cataclysm. If this number is what I think it is, man, Nestle, you better open up a criminal investigation. Somebody knowingly decided not to count this. Maggie's in the neck, and yet no COVID cases. And I'm a monkey's uncle. Certified. Uncle Monkey. <laughs> so here's a little news. Governor Whitmer, Whitmer has created a new Health and Aging Services Administration, putting two former agencies together, the Aging and Adult Services Agency and the Medical Services Administration. Blah, 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 blah. So it looks like she's C-Y-A. doing something. CYA. Yeah, exactly. Yep. CYA. Your ass. Make it look like you're doing something. Yeah, come on, man. Please. Come on. And how come nobody wrote anything on the comments that I'm making fun of Jimmy's clothes? Like, that's not sexist. Yeah, that's a good point. You make fun yeah. of Whitmer's clothes, and all of a sudden you're getting torn up, but it's okay to do Jimmy? Grow up! Yeah, he cares about his clothes as much. He looks he, he looks better in blue. But you never talked about the governor's dress. That was somebody else that made it a comment about that. I know, but it was no. ridiculous. Stop with, you know, yeah. look, we turned COVID into a political football we turned the dress into a political football guy wants to know why i'm dumping on jimmy come on man this why this why everything sucks can we come together yeah and listen try listen again know your rights 
know what's going on. We're all going to, it's going to have to have some old age care. We're all going to need it. So even if you don't care, you're going to care. Let's start coming together. Hey, I'm saying, Charlie, if nothing else, this whole thing, everybody needs to be taking very good care of themselves and their family, because the least likely you are to be dependent on an organization or an institution, the better off you will be. Mm. We all don't got the money, though, Karen. That's the scary thing. It's not about, it's not about money, Charlie. Yeah, it it's is, not, Karen. It's not always about money, Charlie. Well, it's, it's mostly not, about money. It's, it's about information. It's about making better choices. It's about getting up, moving around, you, eating, making. You're trying to tell me like it's like it's like egg whites or keep the yolks in them. I'm talking about. No, Charlie, my kid can't I, afford a house. Well, I, Charlie, I understand that. I'm saying when you can make a, when you have a choice, make a better choice. That's all I'm saying. If you have a choice, make a better choice. Who can know? It. Who can know? I just don't want maggots coming out of my neck when I'm older. Who can know? Listen. They, they malfeed these people. Maybe the maggots are a little extra snack. You think of that? Oh, you want to read it? No, Karen, that was good. See, what, what we're doing is we're doing a little something for the program. People are like, oh, they're going at it. Here, those maggots, yeah. according to the nurse in this report, the, the honeycomb that they bored into huh? the woman's uh, body yeah. were 2.5 centimeters deep. What's, That's what, crazy. What's 2.5 centimeters? Is that an inch? Anybody out there? Does anybody have a ruler Very smart anymore? people listening to this. Karen, if anybody tell what, what 2.5 centimeters is. You know what? It doesn't matter. It could be whatever it is. It's too much. doesn't matter. There's no way that that should exist or be deemed acceptable. Yeah, doesn't matter how big or how small it is. It matters to me because- Just shy of an inch. Just shy of an inch. Who? You? 0.98. Yeah. No, I am too. See, I got that. Canadians would know <laughs> that because they're the smartest people in the world. And they're the they most use, educated. Oh, they're the most educated. <laughs> Hello, that doesn't wizard. mean smart. That it's, doesn't mean smart, Charlie. <laughs> it's 0.984252, said Hut. Yep. <laughs> so am I. Okay, so an inch deep, that deep, Maggie's got that far. They basically got into her thorax. Oh, Jesus. Hey, Canada, was that right, thorax? This is fucked up. Yeah. Okay, look. Um, <laughs> God. Like Karen was saying, make the right choices. Sometimes you don't know what choices to make when it comes to old age. Medicare's complicated. The government makes all sorts of rules and regulations. Who's coming to see you? They say they're going to. You don't know. Do you get to pick a nursing home? Mm -hmm. What do you get to? There's so much to know and to do. That's why I keep telling you, Metaguide is the place to be. They have licensed agents at Metaguide who do nothing but Medicare. Hear me? Yep. So you're all out to you. You all send me what do I do with my, my mom and stuff, right? My dad. I don't know, guys. Call Metaguide. They're there all day long. Any question you have, they can answer. They're certified. They're free. No cost. You pay nothing extra. In person, online, by Zoom. It, it's easy. You need some answers. Who do you call that can answer? Who? Come on, dude. What the fucking shit? This is serious. Metaguide! All right, great. Listen, if, if you're old and you don't ever you haven't heard of the internet, it's eight eight eight. Heard of the internet? Nine seven. Come on, this is serious. Well, well, if it, it you're right because how could they hear me if they never heard of the internet? <laughs> you're right. Eight 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 nine seven zero two nine four zero or go to yourmedicareguide.com for an appointment. Okay. Yes. All right. Let's. Uh, <sighs> I, I hope this is. Well, you all right there, Karen? Yes. 
I am. Sounds like you need to pick me up. I'm good. You know, this sometimes can be overwhelming. I mean, because it's it's a lot of information and it, it is for everybody's oh, better betterment. I don't know. It's just, it's overwhelming sometimes to think, you know, think about how we started the show, how people are just treating other people. They're not doing their jobs. They're not doing what they're paid to do, elected to do, what they promised to do. It's disappointing sometimes. God, and Karen's like, it's overwhelming. Like, this show sucks. <laughs> yes. Why would I want to listen to that show? Like, fucking oh, bummer. You, the bummer of news oh. hour. <laughs> too no, bad you've already it's listened this far. Charlie. It's not. You know, in all actuality, it, it gives us, to me, some clarity and things sure. that we should be paying attention to and, and how we should respond. And so now it's time for puppies. <laughs> Bunnies. <laughs> Is this the meth kicking <laughs> Snake. That's really good pantomime. You'd be a killer at charades. <laughs> Look, it's a camel. <laughs> hey, the wildcats got out of the zoo. <laughs> There's a smile coming out of Karen. That's great. No, she's right. Oh, what a fucking... She's right. But see, when I get down, Karen, I like to do meth. <laughs> <laughs> I heard. Kiss me up. What's that chick's name? Melissa uh, Carone. Carone, yeah. She's running for something out of Gross Point, right? State House? Yes. <laughs> she can't get enough of me. Listen to Cuckoo. You got the clip? Yeah, Joe's got it here. Go ahead, right, Joey. Charlie Ladoff looks like he's fond of methamphetamine. Methamphetamine. <laughs> <laughs> He has to be on something. That's what I keep saying. He has to be on something. He has to. He's he's too... The guy is like... I mean, come on. You don't just act like that every day. I mean, he's bouncing off the walls. I mean, he talks like... I mean, his voice is... Really scratchy. And I know my dad right, rose, or raised me right. Uh, he always told me, I can tell somebody that's on drugs by just listening to the tone of, like, their, their voice, their voice. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's a raspy voice. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Cut to Charlie. What? <laughs> huh? is, that how you, is that how you get your math? Now, you know, Charlie, when you in intro the story earlier, mentioned her, talked about putting a poll, um, uh, one of your regular listeners said that was a low blow, that you shouldn't have gone there. But oh. I, <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my dad raised me right if, under the if pole. If thought that was low, just stay oh, tuned. come on. <laughs> really? You, you hear that shit? Oh, who, who said that, guy or girl? It was a lady. She oh, come on, Gail. Week. Come on, Gail. You see, you hear that? Look, here's the thing. Here's the here's the news portion of that, okay? Here's the news. This is why I'm doing it. It's over. Mm -hmm. It's over. The stupidity. The well, I I do meth, man. The, the whole world was making fun of you being in the bottle when you're giving that yeah. presentation to the state legislature. You don't know what you're talking about. The final report by Cyber Ninjas, right? Maricopa County, Arizona, mm -hmm. right? It's a Republican-backed super audit. Yeah. What did they come up? What they what they find out last month of the two point one million ballots cast? What did they find? Do you know what they found? No, I don't. You I didn't. Find. You don't. No, I do. But I wanted you to say it. Well, what is it? What they find? What they uh, find? They found more votes for Biden. Three hundred fifty more votes for yeah. Biden. Yeah. 
inconsequential. Out of two, somebody do the math in Canada. 350 votes out of 2.1 million votes. Mark, can you do some math, not just press buttons? No, I can't. Okay, keep me entertained. I'm going to do the math. You need some music to hold everybody over, Mark. Push a button. Okay. Well, I, st- I still have this music cued. Oh, that works. <laughs> what did you guys do? Take it and uh, do something crazy to it? The votes. That was your testimony, right? That was the old one, yes. Oh, yeah. Early, somebody said your teeth are too pretty to do math. <laughs> <laughs> You're too put together to do math. Okay, look. So this is 10%. That's 1%. 10%. One percent. One tenth of one percent. One one hundredth of one percent. It was off. I do you even t- know the answer to that? One one hundredth hmm. of a percentile. That seemed, I can take that. Like a good use of time. I can take you know, if, if everybody if everybody can say, "Hey, man, COVID ain't no big deal" because like only one percent of the people die, and I've got like one one thousandth of one percent. That's fair. We're, we're fine. Yeah. So stop with the bullshit. See, I actually worked there, baby girl. Yep. What was I doing over by the door? What you said you were doing. See, because I actually hang out here. I've covered elections. Had my own curiosities about it. Says some ain't right. So when there was nothing to do, I went over in the back and had that cigarette. Mm. I was doing what you asked me to do. You just didn't like hearing. The answer. And I look, if, if they had trucked in a bunch of bullshit, I would have wrote it. It would have been gold. Fucking gold. I'd be the yes. fuck out of this shithole. Yes. Oh, there I go doing my Trump again. We'd be out of the lower <laughs> level. Hey, that's, not, that's a cool place. <laughs> no, I'm there for you. I mean, look, if you don't want to hear it, I don't want to hang with you. You sound like some of the rich people I know. Like business people. Hey, man, you know, whatever, anything the government can do to get a job in here. And I'm, I'm like, dude, you don't, you're not doing the math on the public bank. Don't want to hear it because you're the smartest thing in the room. You're not. So whatever. I love you. I wish you good luck. I'm just having a joke. Thanks for mentioning me. It was fun. They're not Canadian. Yeah, and it wasn't a fraud. Look here, Biden's fucking up enough on his own. This is true. We don't that know. is very true. Oh, my God. His his numbers are lower than Trump's now, right? At this point, yes. I believe, yeah. Whoa. People get so hung up on personality that they get distracted by performance or lack thereof. And they were so caught up in the hype uh, around Trump that they ignored a track record or lack thereof of both your president and your vice president. And now that's coming to roost in so many ways. Yeah. And can somebody tell me why 73 tankers, I used to cover the port of Los Angeles, my friends out there. You, you can take it and leave it. I've been around San Pedro, the port of Los Angeles. I don't know why there's 73 tankers out there. Believe me, longshoremen and stevedores don't quit their jobs. Those are the primo jobs of the working class. Those are spectacular jobs. Why do we got 73 tankers out there, Mark? Um, there's a couple of reasons, but one big one appears to be not enough truck drivers to drive the stuff away from the port. So the truck drivers are quitting their jobs. Well, there's not enough of them. Yeah. Not, they're quitting their jobs because the job seems, seems that way. And and those who are applying because there's a, a influx of people yes. who are interested in becoming truck drivers, but they can't even get their certification because exactly. the DMV or Secretary of State's offices around the country 
are inundated and and you can't they can't get in to get that either. So everything's just bottlenecked. Yep. Okay, so we're gonna go like this. What's up with truck driving? My grandpa used to be a truck driver for U.S. Steel out of Gary. Yours was too, right? He was a tra- mechanic, but yeah. He was a mechanic. Uh huh. It used to be different. See, what happened was there was deregulation of the trucking industry. It used to be my grandpa's route was the steel mill in Gary, and he'd drive it to Detroit to the stamping plant. Mm-hmm. And then that way, he could be home for dinner or every two days. Now you're picking it up at the Port of Los Angeles because the shit's made in China, and you got to drive it to Tennessee. Yeah. Across the country. Right? You're never home. It's like it's it's a killer. So here's what I promise. Rough job. Just like we did the workers today, we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna get in a rig and go with a truck drive. I'm gonna promise you that. Try to loosen up my schedule because that's what birthed me. Mm-hmm. All right. See the real story. No, I, I think that's uh, out there. I think that's what we'll do for today. Before we go, uh, let me remind you that Detroit Red, comedian Detroit Red, proudly presents. I should be famous. The sweetest day. Comedy concert. He calls that's it a, Saturday, right? That's tomorrow. He calls it Sweetie's Day. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute. It's tomorrow, October sixteenth, at the historical Senate Theater, starring Tony Roney, cool dude, simply Chanel, never matter, Frank G, and comedian Detroit Red. Show starts at eight. Probably not sharp, knowing red. <laughs> but, you know, get Charlie, there. I thought you were about to say something else. I was like, oh, we're about to have a no say that. <laughs> Karen, she's so angry. <laughs> it's at Michigan Avenue in Livernois. That's 6424 Michigan Avenue at Livernois, southwest side, I believe that is. Tickets are 40 per person. Limited two-for-one specials available. For tickets to show info, call 313-740-6533 or go to... Uh, why not a ticket.com. That is the letter Y not a ticket.com. Hope to see you there. Last word, Karen. Hey, let's get, let's, let's get our stuff together. People. We can do better. We really can. Let's get it together. Right. on, sister. I love you. Love you back and more. <laughs> Next time I make a choice, I'm calling you. <laughs> you do that. <laughs> you know, I do anyway. Uh, yeah, you do. And that's a good, I appreciate that. Hey, listen, I love you, Charlie. I and love you. you too, Mark and Joey. And every, Seriously. Everybody <laughs> out there, we love you. Look, man, we don't got to agree on everything, but it is what it be. It's a big job just getting by with nine kids and a wife. But I've been working, man, dang near all my life, and I'll keep on working. Two hands are fit to use I'll drink my beer in a tavern Sing a little bit of these working man blues I'll keep my nose on the grindstone Work hard every day I might get a little tired on the weekend After I draw my pay I'll go back working Come Monday morning I'm right back with the crew Drank a little beer that evening Sang a little bit of these working man blues Sometime I think about leaving Do a little bumming around I want to throw my bills out the window Catch a train to another town I'll go back working I gotta buy my kids a brand new pair of shoes I drank a little beer in a tavern 
little bit of these working man blues. Here comes that working man. working man. 